Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It has been a very chaotic week. Usually I like to operate on the motto, work hard, play hard, and I still operate by this motto. But this past week has been both really fun and a little bit higher on the chaos spectrum. I remember Sunday waking up after a week of hanging out with friends and going out and looking at my Instagram stories and well, my friend's stories and then seeing certain like videos of me just yelling at the top of my lungs, certain phrases and being like, oh, I forgot that happened last night. And then certain like images of myself with my friends and like, oh my gosh, that happened. So it's a really funny dichotomy because in the moment when I'm hanging out with my friends, it's just very much in the present. And I don't really think about like, oh, am I looking cute or like cool, you know? And then the aftermath is a very different story. You finally wake up and you're like remembering what happened and you're like, oh, that happened. Because in the moment, it was all a blur. And then I also remember just going out and getting locked out of my apartment twice because the first time I forgot my keys and then I had to go downstairs to get the spare key, which is like with my front desk. And the second time I ran out the door because I just couldn't find my keys. And I came back and I was like, oh, I forgot. I had both my original keys and my spare keys in my apartment. So at this point, I just couldn't get in. Luckily, though, it was all fine. I could get back into my apartment. The handyman had the keys or like a pair of keys that opens up every apartment, apparently. But I've just been like, okay, like it just feels like a little bit higher in terms of the chaotic scale this past week. And I go in back into my apartment and then I like clean up my apartment a little bit because usually it's like, oh, my mess is my mess. Like I can usually operate in some chaos and some messiness. But that was when I was inspired. I was like, okay, finally, I need to take out these like takeout bags and like clean up my kitchen a little. And then finally, yes, I found my original keys and my spare keys and all was fine. It's also been a strangely very nice and nostalgic week. Do you ever like go back into your photo albums and reminisce on certain times in your life and you're like, oh, that was a really fun and nice memory. Or do you ever like listen to a song and it brings you back to a certain time and it feels like you're teleporting back in time? Because there was a day this week where I did that and I was looking through my photo album, just scrolling infinitely, like endlessly through and looking back at pictures of the fall and last summer and just thinking, oh, wow, like, those are some really good times. I just remember feeling like very much like in a good spot and feeling like happy that I was like healthy and just, you know, exploring different parts of Europe and having a great time with my friends. And I was like, wow, like I'm more inspired now to be a little bit healthier because those pictures inspired me to want to just like take better care of myself and eat healthier and work out more. And I would listen to some songs because I'm such a huge like music fan. I love, love music, all kinds of music. And I would listen to some songs and just like jam out to those. 
and just remember certain periods of time back in the fall or a few months ago where I would play those songs on repeat over and over again. And it was like a really nice, like fuzzy, warm feeling where, yeah, those like songs were like mini time capsules. And yeah, I just feel like I've been in the memory lane a lot this week. And also I want to mention this week feels like a new beginning almost where there's a lot of changes going on. And I finally pulled the trigger and I was like, there are certain bad habits that I've picked up over the years that I'm trying to replace with healthier habits. And so in a sense, I feel like despite the chaos that might be surrounding me, I'm heading in the right direction. And I'm hoping that, you know, these healthier, nicer habits can stick. Today, guys, we're gonna take a little break from our dating conversation and rants. And we're gonna be talking about something that's a little bit deeper and meatier. And this is, how do we deal with difficult people? So first of all, what do we mean by difficult, right? So difficult means this person is behaving or reacting in a way that makes our tasks, our jobs, or day-to-day lives more challenging. And so there's a negative connotation. So these are usually unpleasant people to be around. And this is just a fact of life, right? No matter where we go, we're always going to meet people that unfortunately may not be our vibe. And they may be acting that way for various reasons. The point is though, we can't really control how these other people behave and react. But what I wanna talk about today is mostly how can we better respond and react to these difficult people? Because we're not always gonna be meeting the nicest, easiest people to deal with in all faces of life. And usually, right, difficult people, they're either feeling some sort of way that we can't really see on the surface. So these difficult feelings that they're experiencing could be a variety of different emotions like fear, anxiety about something. And they're essentially taking out that fear or that anxiety in this negative way, right? They could be feeling disrespected or they could be feeling attacked and getting defensive, or they could be feeling misunderstood, right? There are different flavors to these difficult emotions that are underlying their surface level behavior. And so what we might see on the surface is different types of behaviors that we don't really know how to handle. Like they could be acting passive aggressive or they could be getting argumentative and getting heated. And that could make it difficult for us to deal with. So essentially, right, these difficult people have this underlying difficult emotion that they themselves are experiencing and facing. And they may not know how to channel that in a calm way in that moment for various reasons. Could be personal, could be situational, could be a mixture. But essentially what we see in that moment is their reaction to those difficult emotions within. So this is something that I have been thinking about a lot this week. And of course, like throughout the years, I have experienced different types of difficult people. I've been a difficult person myself. You know, I'm an Aries. And so according to astrology by nature, I'm a fiery person. 
So this is something that I've struggled with, like how to better handle difficult people, difficult situations and conflicts. And I'm going to be honest, right? It's still a work in progress. I definitely am still not an expert or a master of this, right? I'm a master of none. But over the years, I've learned that there's essentially a high level three-step program that we can take. And I'm going to share that with you guys today. The very first step in the program is always to try your very best to de-escalate the situation. We already know that these people could be very, very good, very genuine, very nice people, but they're handling a difficult emotion within themselves and they're reacting to that emotion. So by nature, we may know that this is nothing personal to us. It may not be, right? So what we gotta do is learn how to de-escalate this situation that we're facing with this difficult person. The first step is, you know, let's try to understand where they're coming from in order to know how we can de-escalate it, right? So there's always a good part of this, which is curiosity. Curiosity as to, you know, why are they feeling this way? It could either be an open conversation on the phone, Zoom. It could be a text message if you think that's appropriate, uh, or an in-person meetup, if this is a person that you know you know really well and you think it deserves an in-person conversation. So try to see where they're coming from because there might be something that they're dealing with that you don't know. And then you can always you know take a step back, try to de-escalate it by just listening. You could even try to use humor, right? If you think that's appropriate to just make the situation feel lighter and less serious. So use your own judgment if you think that's appropriate. And then once you understand where they're coming from, you can know how to respond. Once you empathize, right? You can say, hey, okay, thanks for sharing. I understand where you're coming from. I see your perspective in these XYZ ways and your feelings are valid, right? You can say something along those lines. The second step, once you de-escalate, once you understand and once you empathize, is you can explain your motivation and your thought process. You can try to explain that this is where you're coming from and the, the reason why you behaved the way that you did. So it's like an open conversation. It's not just you absorbing and listening, but you also deserve to share your thought process to let them know what you were thinking, right? You can say, hey, like, this is the reason why I said this or I behave this way. I may have misunderstood your expectations or needs in the moment, but now I know. And the third step is once you guys have that open two-way street conversation, right? It's very honest. It's very open. Ideally, it's de-escalated. So now it's calm and it's very like, you know, friendly. The third step is to try to find a middle ground. So this is where I'm assuming in like more serious, like UN politics conversations, once two parties explain their perspectives and their needs very openly and calmly, they try to find a consensus. This is where they shake their hands and they're like, this is the middle ground. So essentially the goal is, you know, you guys are a team and you guys want the best for each other or the best outcome for this certain situation. And you guys both agree that you need to find a best foot forward together. So it's not really a me versus you. It's a we, we versus the world, right? And then you can propose some options 
that could benefit both of you guys. Like, hey, this is our goal as a team. What do you think about these ideas? X, Y, Z. Because at the end of the day, if you really try to understand and you make this person feel heard, then they're going to immediately feel calmer and feel better because they are dealing with something inside and they just want to feel like they're empathized with. Once you achieve that, then it's much easier to, like I said, find this middle ground, find this consensus, and then you guys can work at work out this difficult situation. Now, I also want to say, this is a huge tip. Remember, reacting negatively yourself or, you know, lashing out or being difficult back to this person will only incite that original negative and difficult feeling within them more. Whether it's fear or anxiety or feeling disrespected or feeling angry. If you react angrily and negatively towards them, it's only going to make them feel worse. They're going to feel even strongly about their original feeling and they're going to just feel more defensive and the situation will get worse. So I know it's easier said than done. I promise. I know I'm a very fiery person myself, but if you react and you raise your voice and in this very negative way, it's going to, it's going to turn into this very heated situation. The situation will get worse for the both of you guys. And that is why the very first step de-escalation is so important. Once you take away the heat and you guys are just talking as normal humans, finding that consensus, finding that middle ground is going to be so much easier. Okay, next, we're going to talk about the types of people in the world that you may need to deal with and who could be difficult. So the first category is our work buddies or work people. So these include bosses, coworkers, work partners, right? So always remember, always try your best to maintain your calm and always be professional because the worst situation, the worst case is you get really angry and you lash out and then this professional relationship turns sour because these people may not be like your family members, obviously, and they may not be your best friends. So you may not have that report already established. So you got to maintain that professionalism. Your goal is to appear reliable, grounded, and professional whenever you deal with this work difficult situation. Second type of category is family. So it could be your parents, your siblings, extended family. So usually these are the people that you know very well and they love you unconditionally because you guys are family. You guys share the same genes. You guys share the same blood. So in this case, it's a little bit easier because, I mean, especially if they're your parents, I mean, they will love you usually no matter what, okay? So you can give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're worried or they're upset and they're just looking out after you. So give them the benefit of the doubt. Know that they're usually looking out for you. They want what's best for you. And your goal here is to appear calm, of course, and understanding and loving. Like, hey, mom, I know you're upset that I haven't texted you or called you in a while. It's not because I don't love you. It's just because I have been crazy busy living this New York life. Third category is our romantic partners. 
So this includes our boyfriends, girlfriends, wives, husbands, people we're talking to, people, you know, we're just dating. If you're handling a difficult situation with these romantic partners, yes, of course, maintain your calm, but there's this trick, right? Because these people usually also like us. So we can give them the benefit of the doubt too. But a good trick here is, yes, being sweet, sweet talking these partners. And this might be easier said than done because when we're upset too, it may not be our natural reaction to just be sweet and just be like, oh, come here and give, give me a hug. But if you can react in a sweet way, this has actually been very helpful for me over the years. Like, you can be like, hello, like, okay, let's, let's talk about this. Like, you know, I love you. You could even, if you want, try batting your eyelashes. Maybe that'll work. Or just like do a cute little emoji gesture. I don't know. Your goal here is to appear sweet and loving, right? Because these people also generally love you, may not be unconditional like our family, but if they do love us unconditionally, that's even better, right? So these people usually want to be on our side. They want to be a team, but they may be upset because maybe we didn't text them back as soon as they'd like, or we haven't been spending time with them. So it's usually like they like us, they're reacting because they miss us or they love us too much, I don't know. So here we just wanna maintain our calm, appear sweet and loving, and usually it'll be fine. All right, now we're gonna talk about other general tips. So if you think that this situation is getting a little bit too heated, you tried the three-step program and it's still not really working, here are some other things that you can keep in mind. The first one is give yourself some distance if you need it, right? You may not know or want to react in the moment and that's totally valid, right? So you can be like, hello, okay, I'm gonna go take a walk or I'm gonna just go and uh, hang out with my friends or be by myself tonight and we can talk about this tomorrow or whenever you feel ready. The other thing that's related to that first tip is you can distract yourself. Sometimes when we're dealing with a negative person or a difficult person and we're feeling some sort of way, we may feel a little bit upset. And here you can try your best to cheer yourself up either by talking about it with another friend or family, go giving yourself a massage, treating yourself to a yummy meal, and just keep your mind off of it for now because you've given yourself some space and you can deal with it later when you're both calm. Now, the third thing is, if all else fails, let's just say you've given yourself some time to calm down, you've given them some space, you talk again and it's still really heated. Okay, you may need to think about a plan C, which is evaluate if you can keep your distance from this person in the future. Can you guys work things out? I mean, maybe this is just a sign that uh, there's some sort of inherent compatibility issue. So this is, of course, like the worst case scenario. So for example, if it's a work, a difficult work situation, think about, can you minimize contact? Is this a person that you need to work with all the time? If so, then that might get tricky. You might need to actually talk it out and see how you guys can you know, establish a calm and professional working relationship in the future. 
And usually that person will want that because they also want to do a good job. They also want to be successful at work. So usually if you, you need to work with them on a regular basis, they will work with you. But for whatever reason, if you can't work it out, then that might be tougher. You may need to evaluate, oh, do a, can I work in, on another project or on another team that can minimize contact with this person? And especially if this is a person you don't really need to work with that often, that's ideal. So you can try to minimize contact, but still get your job done well. Maybe you can talk to another partner or another coworker to get what you need for that specific job. Okay, if it's a difficult family situation, uh, this might be a little bit more difficult, but let's just say it's like an extended family member or it's a person that you really don't see that often. Maybe it's just like every year during Thanksgiving or on a family trip. Maybe, okay, you can maintain your distance generally throughout the year. But if this is like a person you, you're very close with, like maybe it's a sibling or a parent, then yeah, this one is a little bit more challenging because then you need to, okay, figure out how to handle this relationship more gracefully. Maybe you can have an honest conversation be like, hey, I love you, but you know, we, we don't want to just continue to argue or fight all the time whenever we see each other. And so you guys can like talk about how you guys can establish this like healthier, happier relationship going forward. And if that's difficult, then you may need to just try to minimize your contact with this person. Um, over the long term. And that might be a little bit sad, but you might need to do that for your mental health. Now, if it's a difficult romantic situation, this one is a little bit easier. Like usually if you both love each other, you both like each other, you guys want this to work out, right? So you guys can try to work out your differences, work out these difficult situations together peacefully. Or if that doesn't work, then you may need to really evaluate if is this relationship worth staying in? Because, you know, it is a free country, at least, you know, most of the time, right? Unless, I don't know, you're in North Korea. Usually, right, you can choose who you're with. So if this is just not working out and you're trying your best and you're using the three-step program, then you need to evaluate, okay, am I happier overall with this person or stressed out and upset most of the time with this person? And if it's the latter then you might need to be like, hmm, okay, we might be better off as friends. So just keep in mind, right? These are some general strategies and people will always appreciate you trying. So take it as an opportunity to learn and to learn how to better deal with difficult people and situations in the future. So that's always a silver lining. I remember in the past when I was with my boyfriend and I got mad at, you know, this ex-boyfriend, I would always approach it with, you know, I'm going to tell you I'm mad. We would have an argument and I would just continue to assert, you know, why I was mad and why he was wrong. And I would just essentially approach it with like a me versus them kind of a mindset. And the situation would just get more and more heated and it wouldn't really like be good for me or him. And I remember just like him responding and trying to de-escalate, and then I would just be like, hello, I'm still mad. So <laughs> I clearly at the moment didn't know how to like, you know, just accept the de-escalation, accept the space and needing to just take some time 
to then discuss the situation more calmly in the future. But over time, as I started to date other people, I remember like any time the person I was dating would get mad, I slowly learned, okay, clearly reacting madly to this person in response didn't work out in the past. So I tried to just like, you know, act kind of sweet and just like, I don't know, maybe crack a joke and then it helped a little bit. And I was like, huh, this is working a little bit better. Like he's getting a little bit less mad when I try to make the situation lighter and more fun for us. So I definitely think that going forward, if I did date somebody again, I might be better at managing these conflicts. And also recently at work, I remember just discussing this feature or this project that we were working on. And I was talking to one of our team members and this team member specifically was not happy. They were like, no, this is unrealistic. You know, we can't complete this on time. You should work on this yourself. And I was like, well, um, I'm not a developer, so I can't work on this. You got to. So basically he was upset and I was like trying to essentially like explain why we needed to work on this. And at the moment I realized, okay, he doesn't want to hear why we need to work on this. He already knows, but he's just not, he's just not happy. And slowly, like we got off the zoom call because we're working from home and I talked to one of our other team members and they told me, Hey, you know, that person was definitely reacting very, very strongly, but it's because he's so stressed. He has a lot on his plate and he just is like dealing with a lot of pressure right now. And having that open conversation with this other team member really struck uh, a chord in me. You know, I was like, oh, that's why he's feeling this way. That's why he's behaving this way. And I should be more understanding, you know, so immediately asked him, you know, the original MAD team member to jump on a call. We talked it out. I apologize, of course, because I didn't realize he was facing all these different things. And we were able to find a good, you know, way forward. So I realized, okay, in the future, if there's anything that feels like very heated, I definitely want to try to, you know, take a step back and empathize more before I discuss this more. It's always, I think, going to be a work in progress. I don't think anyone is going to be perfect and knowing how to handle these difficult situations. And there's always exceptions because I think this episode is is pretty high level. But I hope that, guys, you found this helpful. Just know that we're all in this together. There will be difficult times. There will be easy times. But slowly, we'll get better and better the more we practice how to handle difficult situations and people. So thanks for listening. Uh, I really appreciate you guys so, so much. Thanks for being part of the No Plans family. If you guys have any comments, any questions, feel free to DM me at No Plans the Podcast on Instagram. Follow the Spotify for future episodes, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye bye, and love you guys very much. <laughs> <laughs>